Seven bold predictions for the 2023 Bearcats season. That's what's on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Order up. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including right here on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day right here on Lockdown Bearcats. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, May 9th, and that means we are now 116 days away, 116 Days away from the Bearcats' season opener, Saturday, September 2nd, against Eastern Kentucky. So, this is one of my favorite shows to do during the offseason, where I offer up seven bold predictions for the Cincinnati Bearcats ahead of the upcoming season. And this, of course, being a very significant season, their first in the Big 12. So, seven bold predictions is what I'm going to get into on today's show. Now, some of these are good. Some of these are, I don't think this, I don't think this is going to be a good outcome, but I also think it's going to happen. And therefore, when I, when I give these bold predictions, it does not mean they're all going to be really good. It means that some of them may not be so good, but that's okay. Because this is a season where the Cincinnati Bearcats do not have a lot of expectations and yet they do. But when I say they don't have a lot of expectations, it's because we don't know what the roster is going to look like. We don't know what the the personnel is going to look like. We don't know what a Scott Centerfield run offense is going to look like with the Cincinnati Bearcats. We don't know a lot of things. And that uncertainty is okay. So the Cincinnati Bearcats definitely have a lot of work cut up for them in terms of who they're going to employ, excuse me, and put out there in terms of a starting five on the offensive line and wide receivers. Now, you don't have five wide receivers out on the field every play, but we don't really know who's going to start at that position. And again, this is all okay. So without further ado, seven bold predictions. For the Cincinnati Bearcats ahead of the 2023 season. Let's start with my number one bold prediction. The Bearcats will finish in the top seven of the Big 12. Now, the Cincinnati Bearcats have an advantageous schedule, which I think is going to allow them to win at least seven games, if not eight. The Bearcats are playing in a conference that last year looked like this. Obviously, we know TCU went 12-0 during the regular season, but you had teams finish like Kansas State was 10-4. And obviously, there were only 10 teams last year. Last year in the Big 12, TCU 13-2, Kansas State 10-4, Texas 8-5, Texas Tech 8-5, Oklahoma State 7-6. Boom, there's your top five. So what that tells us is that Cincinnati was seven wins, can very well finish 
in at least seventh place. Imagine if they win eight games. Well, then they could finish in at least fourth place. And what's interesting is Oklahoma State was in the top five of the Big 12, yet they've lost more games than they won in league play. The rounding out the bottom five of the Big 12, Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Iowa State. So a really interesting dynamic. A really interesting way to look at this. Now, obviously, you have teams coming into the Big 12 like UCF who went 9-5, and five, and they went 6-2 and two in league play last year in the American. Then we look at Houston. They went 8-5, 5-3. Five, five so that's two more teams who won at least eight games. We go, if we have independent BYU last year, who, of course, is also coming over to the Big 12. Jay Catch of Lockdown Cougars will join me on tomorrow's show for a crossover. BYU last year, and this will, again, tell you where I think the Bearcats can finish in the Big 12. BYU last year finished 8-5. and five. So you're going to add three teams with eight or more wins. Last year, Oklahoma State was fifth in the top half of the Big 12 with seven wins. So can the Bearcats finish in the top half of the Big 12? Absolutely. If they win eight games, I think they will. Seven games maybe as well. Cincinnati with the strong foundation that's in place, and I don't think the season's going to be as rough as some of you might expect. I think Cincinnati will finish in the top seven of the Big 12. Bold prediction number two, Dante Player of the Year. Defensive player of the year. I think that Corleone, I mean, you look at what he accomplished last year as a freshman. Dante Corleone was named the freshman All-American. And, what's, I mean, he's only going to be better. And what we hear out of spring practice and the spring game is just that. Excuse me, last year, he finished with 44 total tackles, three sacks, two fumble recoveries. It doesn't say how many tackles for loss that he had. I'm trying to see what that is like. But again, at the end of the day, this guy was an absolute menace in the interior. And had the Bearcats had him in his last in their last two games of the season, that could have played out very differently. But it's amazing the fact that he stayed through the coaching change, a hometown hero, and he's only going to build off of what he did last year. Big 6'2", 305-pound defensive lineman. Tackles for loss last year averaged at 5.5. 45 tackles, 5.5 tackles for loss, 3 sacks, 2 fumble recoveries, 2 forced fumbles. This guy, and it, he's listed as, he was listed as a junior last year. I don't really think that's true. But anyway, this guy is going to have potentially a monster season, maybe will rise up draft boards and declare for the NFL draft after the season. But in a conference that's not really known for its defense, although there was some good defensive play last year, particularly from Kansas State, if Dante Corle- in a conference doesn't have a lot of defense, Corleone can stand out and he can pave the way. And Brian Brown's new system, new defensive coordinator for the Bearcats, excuse me, he can find a way to win Defensive Player of the Year. All right. We talked about defense. We talked about where I think the Bearcats will finish in the standings. What about offense? Is it going to be as bumpy of a road as we might think? I'll get into that after I explain to you how this episode 
of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day for everyday listeners. On tomorrow's show, Luke Braun of Lockdown Vikings will join me to talk about how the Vikings signed former Bearcats linebacker Ivan Pace Jr. to an undrafted free agent contract and the chances he has to make the team. Ivan Pace Jr., Luke Braun of Lockdown Vikings and Lockdown NFL will join me on tomorrow's show. Alex Frank back with you right here on Lockdown Bearcats. We are, of course, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So, offensively is where I think a lot of us have questions about the Bearcats, and that's totally understandable. The Cincinnati Bearcats, I don't think, are going to be that good of an offense. That doesn't mean I don't think they're going to be a very good team. I just think they're going to win games more so in, by their defense as opposed to because of their offense. So with that said, bold prediction number three, the Bearcats will average fewer than 25 points per game offensively. Now, just to give you some perspective on how that would look, last year in the Big 12, which was won by Kansas State, last year in the Big 12, TCU was... I have this pulled up correctly. Yes, TCU led the conference in points per game. Only one team finished with fewer than 25 points per game, and that was Iowa State, who finished with 20.2. Everybody else finished with 30 or more points per game. Even Kansas State finished with 32.3. Now, offensively, or I should say defensively, there were three teams who held opponents to 22 points or fewer. There were seven teams who held opponents to 30 points or fewer. I think the Bearcats will be in that. But given this offense and given the new coaching staff, I think it's going to be a massive struggle. I don't think it's going to be terrible. I don't think it's going to be 2017 bad. But it's not going to be like the Bearcats offense was in 21 or 20. It's going to look like last year, if not with some more growing pains. I think once they get things going, and I think the 25 points excuse me, I think the 25 points per game is going to stem from the fact they're going to give up a lot of points. They're going to not score a lot of points early on. And I think that's going to bring their scoring average down. I think you're going to see a lot of games this year in the 24 to 21 range. And if you're really looking for perspective on this, the Cincinnati Bearcats last year, after week five against Tulsa, only crossed the 25-point mark. They played eight more games the rest of the way. They only crossed the 25-point threshold in three of them. And oh, by the way, they scored 29 against SMU. 15 came from Ryan Coe, their kicker. 27 against ECU. Seven came from a Trey Tucker kick return for a touchdown. So they really weren't that great offensively. They only averaged, let's see, 28, if you really want to go by exactly the number of points they scored, 28, 14, 42, 21, 63, 20, 83, 20, 103, 
23, geez, this, this is really bad. It's 23, uh, 126, 24, 150, and then 7, 157. In their last eight games, the Cincinnati Bearcats scored 157 points. That is an average of 19.6 points per game. And remember how the Bearcats offense looked so good the first three and a half games of the season? Oh, by the way, in week five against Tulsa, seven of those seven of those points came from a Deshaun Pace. So if you look at the last nine games, they scored 181. That's an average of 20.1 points per game. Still not great. It's still not great. And so the Cincinnati Bearcats, I think, are going to struggle offensively this season. All right. So, and a lot of that is due to the fact that we don't know who's going to start at several key positions, offensive line and wide receiver. Let's go to number four. This is where I think the Bearcats will excel and what's going to allow them to win games. The Bearcats will average over 175 rushing yards per game. The Bearcats are going to be a team that needs to run the football and control the clock in order to win games. If they win the time of possession, and just because you win the time of possession does not mean you're going to score 42 points per game. In fact, typically, if you're scoring a lot of points, I always think of it as you're scoring quickly. This is the Cincinnati Bearcats are going to win games. They're going to run the football because that's center field offense. There's a reason Scott Satterfield offense has averaged over 200 rushing yards per game in multiple seasons when he was at Louisville. Yes, they had a dual threat quarterback who was really good in Malik Cunningham, but they also had they also had a very good scheme to run the football. I think the Cincinnati Bearcats will have that this year. Their running back room is established. Don't let last year's struggles in the running game fool you. They were a good running team. Ryan Mon- or, I'm sorry, they have some good running backs. Ryan Montgomery, Ethan Wright, Corey Kiner, Miles Montgomery. You can go four deep. I think this year could be a little different in terms of how the running game is approached in terms of a running back by committee approach. But at the same time, at the same time, I think this running back room has the chance to be really, really solid with the new head coach in Satterfield and with the new offensive scheme. And the fact that you're going to get more rushing from your quarterback this year at Emory Jones. And the great thing is, it's May 9th, and yet we're heading into the summer. At the end of the second transfer portal window, we're heading into the summer, and we know who the starting quarterback is going to be. We think, we're pretty sure, that it's going to be Emory Jones. All right, let's go number five. I want to end this segment with a bang. The Bearcats will go undefeated at home. So there's six wins. Now, if you remember in my last, in one episode I did last week, when I gave you my schedule predictions, I had the Bearcats only losing one home game, and they play seven. If they win all seven, they're bowl eligible. Then all they have to do is win one game on the road, Pitt, BYU, Oklahoma State, Houston, or West Virginia, and they're an eight-win team. The path to eight wins or even more than that, and I'm not saying they're going to get there. In fact, my gut tells me they won't. 
But the path to eight wins is not inconceivable. It's not insurmountable. This team is very, very capable of winning games. And I think they can beat Oklahoma because that game is going to mean something to them. And there are a lot of players on this team who are going to play with the same energy and the same chip on their shoulders that went, that they played with when Luke Fickle was here. And I think that's going to lead to an upset win over Oklahoma. First Big 12 game, Oklahoma's coming to Nippert Stadium. That's going to be a raucous crowd. I really do think the Bearcats can go undefeated at home. And that's seven wins. Because what are their other home games? EKU win. Miami win. Iowa State and Baylor wins. UCF, maybe a difficult game, but I'll say a win. Because they have beaten UCF the last two times at home. And then Kansas. That's a win, right? So, Bearcats going undefeated at home is not inconceivable. All right, I've got two more bold predictions. We've hit on the running game, but we got to get to Emory Jones. Plus, I'll make a bold prediction about the most questionable position on the roster. We do that next on Lockdown Bearcats. So, Emory Jones, we think, as I mentioned, is going to be the starter, given the fact that now Ben Bryant has committed to his hometown school of Northwestern. So, Emory Jones, I think, is going to average fewer than 200 passing yards per game. And I say that not necessarily overall as a product of him. I think it's more of a product of the fact that we don't know who the wide receivers are going to be. And again, this offense is going to be driven through the running game. Emory Jones is not a great passer. We know that. He's here because he has the ability to run the football. And that is the most important attribute that he's going to bring to this team. Last year at Arizona State, there were only one, two, three, four games over 100, over 200 yards. Highest was 261. Now, then again, he was hurt, so he could have had more. 2021, Emory Jones had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six games out of 13 over 200 yards. And the games that he didn't over 200 yards, 113, 151, 195, 161, 112, 163, 171. That's 2021. And then last year, 152, 182, 59, 186. I mean, he's going to throw over 200 yards in some games, but he's not going to wow you. He's not going to throw the ball like Ritter did. Except that. The Bearcats don't have to have him throw for over 200 yards for him, for them to win games. How are they going to win games? Defense and running the football. That's how they're going to win games. Last bold prediction. The offensive line, which we know is a big question mark. But the five offensive linemen who start the first game of the season will start every game this season. I think that's what's trending. The Bearcats are trending in that direction. If they can find five offensive linemen before the first game, I don't think they want to go in flex or an influx. Because to me, that's where they run into trouble. If the Cincinnati Bearcats can find a starting five offensive line, then this team is going to be just fine. I think they are starting to find that. Russ said it earlier this offseason, during, during spring practice, they were getting to a point where they had five guys in place. The Cincinnati Bearcats, I believe, will have the same starting five 
offensive line in all 12 games this season. There you go. Seven bold predictions offering up for the 2023 Bearcats season, their first in the Big 12. Coming up tomorrow, Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings and Locked On NFL on how the Vikings signed Ivan Pace Jr. to an undrafted free agent contract and the chances he has to make the team. Then on Thursday, a crossover edition with Jay Catch of Locked On Cougars and Locked On, well, he hosts Locked On Cougars, BYU Cougars. He'll be joining me to talk Bearcats and Cougars going into the Big 12 in just over seven weeks. And then on Friday, starting to have some conversations with our Locked On podcast network hosts of the teams they cover. Teams who draft the Bearcats in the NFL draft. We start things off on Friday with your boy Q, the host of Locked On Raiders and also Locked On NFL. As we talk Trey Tucker and his chances of making the Las Vegas Raiders roster. Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears joins me Monday and then Caroline Fenton on Tuesday. She hosts Locked On LSU, but she's also a Nashville sports talk show host. Of course, the Titans drafted Josh Wiley and Lauren Cox, the host of Locked On Bears, Tyler Scott, went to the Bears. Thanks so much for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. Instagram, Alex Frank nine underscore, and then email Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Don't forget, nine days from now, the day one tour for all my Central Ohioans out there comes to Columbus at the Brewdog Dog Tap at 6 p.m. Thursday, May 18th, with featuring Scott Satterfield, Wes Miller, and Katrina Merriweather. Looking forward to seeing some of you there. And, of course, the MC, voice of the Bearcats, Dan Horn, and athletic department administrators will all be on site. Have a great rest of your day. I'm back tomorrow here on Lockdown Bearcats with Luke Braun of Lockdown Vikings and Lockdown NFL. Lockdown Bearcats is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Have a great rest of your day. And I'm back tomorrow right here with Luke Braun of Lockdown Vikings and Lockdown NFL. I'm back with them, Alex Frank, signing off. Back with Luke Braun tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats.